0: From the Oxano Podcast Network, welcome to My Ministry Breakthrough, hosted by me, Brian Rose. This podcast is all about pastors sharing unfiltered stories of moments, large and small, of times when the fog of ministry chaos clears and breakthrough clarity happens.
1: If you don't communicate what's happening, right. other people will. T- tell your story for you if you don't tell your story if you don't say where you're going as a church if you don't if something happens and you don't get out there and tell it yourself somebody else will tell it for you whether it's somebody else in the congregation who maybe doesn't have the whole story or has some misinformation People will fill in the communication gaps. If you're not doing it, someone else will.
0: Communication. It's something that every church leader does, but few do really well, or at least do well at every level. I mean, think for a moment about the layers of communication in your church. The spectrum runs from speaking to a crowd in a Sunday morning sermon delivery to sharing with a family in crisis a hospital room bedside. Pastors, and really for that matter, every church leader needs to know how to communicate genuinely and personally in a variety of different ways. And they didn't teach us this in seminary, how to write an email or even when a text message can work against you, not for you, which by the way is most of the time. <laughs> they didn't teach us what or why to communicate through social media. They didn't have social media when I was in seminary. And those big questions exist out there too. What are the various communication mediums? How do I know when and where the message should be delivered? What are my audiences of communication and how do I talk to each one? It's no wonder that the biggest critique we consistently hear about church staff teams is that they are not communicating well. And that's just in the good times when things are exciting and the church is doing good. What happens when communication is required in times of change, or in a crisis or scandal? What happens in those times when a tragedy is directly related to your church? My guest in this episode is Carol Pipes, the Director of Corporate Communications at Lifeway Christian Resources. Carol and I get to talk about the challenge of communicating well among everything else you are called to do as a church leader. In this conversation, Carol shifted my perspective on interacting with local media, how to respond well in crisis, and even how to think about how communication plays that critical role in leading visionary change. You know, those times in the church life when we have to shift the service schedule or a new initiative is being launched. It's a conversation I know I will go back to over and over again. So lean in and listen up to Carol Pipes, Director of Corporate Communications for Lifeway in Nashville, Tennessee. Great to have you on the My Mystery Breakthrough Podcast. Love uh, getting to share your story and some help for pastors. Give us a quick bio, a quick two-three minute snapshot on your story, and, and what do you do?
1: Okay, I am director of corporate communications okay. for Lifeway Christian Resources. I have, what does that
0: mean? Let me just what stop does you right there because I use Saturday words a lot. Okay, so,
1: so I have a team of um, three people. Okay. four of us work together. And we do um, internal and external communications um, for LifeWay. So, let me be a little bit more specific about okay. that. So, we, we help tell the LifeWay story. Right. So, when there are new resources coming out from LifeWay, our team works with um, okay. the different teams to write stories about those new resources. Maybe it's an event um, that— LifeWay is hosting somewhere. Um, We'll often write stories about those events. Um, We also do media relations. So if there's a news reporter who has heard about something going on at LifeWay, they'll contact um, me or um, one of the guys on my team team, um, to ask questions. And we try to resource them as best we can. Um, And then we also do internal communications for the company. So uh, helping inform employees about um, things that are going on in the corporation. So
0: basically anything that gets spoken internally and externally in any kind of official capacity that's not person to person. Right. Comes through your office. Yes. And you guys kind of drive that. Why is that important? I mean, I understand for a large company like Lifeway, you want to make sure the messaging is clear and consistent. Mm-hmm. Give me, give me a perspective at the church level. Why is it important for churches to think about communications really intentionally like that?
1: Ooh, that's a great question. Um, I think um, you know, as church leaders think about leading their congregations, they have to communicate
0: right um,
1: a wide but, range
0: of things. But they communicate every Sunday. I think they that's, do.
1: That, They do communicate every Sunday, but I think that you have to communicate with your congregations um, continually throughout the week. There's other things that you're not going to send a
0: bunch of emails, right? No, no, what?
1: No, no, don't just send a bunch of emails.
0: I'm obviously in the remedial class on this, so they you got to do it more than just from the stage on Sundays,
1: right?
0: It's not just sending out email blasts when you need some more volunteers. Communications at the church level is. Much bigger than that.
1: Exactly. I think one thing that writers and editors always think about is who's your audience? So what are the key messages that you need to communicate Mm -hmm. to the different audiences, um, either within your church or even externally in your community? So you as a church leader may have a message that you need to communicate to your staff And so you need to think about the best ways to communicate that message to your staff. Um, Maybe it's church members as a whole, um, a message that you have to communicate. Or it could be a specific message for specific volunteers. So you're going to communicate with your kids' ministry volunteers differently from, say, the volunteers who are um, doing your first impressions ministry, your hospitality ministry, Um, So you need to think about—
0: Is that more a reflection of personality, or are you thinking that, like, hey, Liz, because of the role you have, I want to be very specific in in an intentional way about how I talk to you?
1: Exactly. Yes. So um, sometimes it's Mm -hmm. personality-driven, and you, as the pastor of your church, you know— the personality of your congregation. Yeah. yeah. And you, you find out very quickly yes, the personality
0: of your congregation. Yes. Right? And
1: so you know usually the best ways to communicate yeah. to your congregation. And you have at your fingertips um, many different ways to communicate. Um, a like lot, what? Lots like, of different channels. So you've got your sermons right. um, on Sunday morning, you've got um, email. That you can send. You've got your church website. You've got probably social media channels, um, whether it's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, you also have face to face, whether that's from the stage, your small groups, um, what do you our mean Sunday by that? school classes are a place to groups? communicate. How,
0: I mean, I know like. I can remember everybody gets the little printout, you know, and they you know, the director of Sunday school yes. reads the printout. Oh yeah, is that? I mean, that's what you mean, literally, yeah, like how that's what you, I mean.
1: Okay. You know, if you've got a major message that you want to get out to everyone in your congregation, think about all the different channels yeah. that you have to communicate, and honestly, you probably need to use all of those channels to what do you communicate. Mean? You can't
0: just settle for one. You
1: can't just settle for okay. one. You need to be able, one thing that we talk about is um having a consistent message but also a repetitive message because people need to hear yeah. things multiple times before it really sinks in. Well, we
0: we what we say kind of when we're helping church leaders talk about vision casting and, and consistency there is until you're tired of saying it they've probably never heard it exactly. right until you're like oh my yep. gosh i can't say this exactly. again or until somebody's complaining right then you right. know they've heard it
1: yeah and um, and you can train your people on where to f- look for information
0: yeah. what do you mean
1: so if you want your people to find information in a specific place yeah, yeah. The more you continually do that and you tell them, you can find this information
0: online, online
1: right. or, you know, on our website. Go to your group leaders. Or, or, yeah. Yes, so you can, over a period of time, train them to go to specific places um, to learn information. Um, and you also, here's what I always tell people, is the medium you use may depend on the message you wish to share.
0: The medium you use… May depend on the message you. So, unpack so, that for me.
1: If you're, let's say, you're just promoting an event yep. that's coming up. Yep. Um You've got an Easter egg hunt okay. coming up. Um We're We're here in Holy Week. Spring. Yeah. So spring. spring yeah. So it could be that, or maybe it's VBS coming yep. up this yep. summer. Yeah. A lot of churches right now are promoting VBS.
0: Yeah. It's kind of a big deal here around LifeWay.
1: A video for those types of events shown Mm -hmm. either before um, the message on a Sunday morning or um, maybe it's in the hallway on a monitor or put it up on your website, post it on social media, message, things like that. Video is a great channel and social media is a great channel for things like that. If you're going to be updating your church's schedule where you're adding some small group classes or Sunday school classes, that's probably a message that you're going to want to put in an email. You're probably going to want to. Because
0: of the detail involved? Because of the
1: detail involved. You're probably going to want to put that on your website as well and probably communicate it through your Sunday school leaders, your small group leaders, that sort of thing.
0: So do you start with the group— Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. One more. Yeah, yeah.
1: If you're making major changes to direction or vision of your church—
0: Yes, which happens with churches that we get to work with.
1: That's one of those things where you want to do that face-to-face. Okay. And that's going to be you, the pastor, church leader, getting up— in front of the congregation, whether okay. it's during your your message, end of your message, a special okay. called business meeting, um, and it might even mean picking up the phone okay. and calling people. So, those kinds of messages, I wouldn't just—
0: Why? Why face-to-face for that and not some other things? Because
1: I think it—when you have major change happening, people tend to react mm-hmm. strongly to change. And— right. I think you can communicate more face-to-face because not only are there words, but there's facial expression, there's body language, um, and you can also see the reaction from the people right away.
0: You get the feedback versus, um, you know, you're going to get the feedback by email, I'm pretty sure. You're going to see some of those things, but... What you're saying is, is when it's that important, you want to be there in the moment with them. Yeah. You want to be able to respond and do some of those things. Exactly. Lean in if they're leaning in, kind of challenge if they're if you know some of those things. Yeah. Um so so really you're you're saying, hey, listen, the medium, when we have some things that are that are really, you know, man, at that personal level. We want, to, mm-hmm. we want to be personal. When it's a fun kind of event-wide, you can say there's some other things to do that. Right. Has there been any, have you seen a church that's out there really just killing it on communications? I mean, is there anybody that we can go, and you don't have to say their name, but what are they doing? Like what's, because every church we work with, we right. do a survey, yeah, and it's like, well, how can we improve? Like communications. Yeah, church leaders need to communicate better. Right. You know, and and you look at a pastor and they're like, I send an email, I have the sermon, I do right. all these things. Right. We made these videos. Yeah. Why is nobody showing up? Right. I mean, yeah. Help me help me close that gap. Oh, a little bit. that's
1: the that's a really great and you know what that's a challenge for communicators Everybody. everywhere. Okay. Commuters, communicators at large corporations. Have challenges like that, um, you know. We can say things over and over and over again, and you're still going to have Why folks who don't hear it.
0: I don't want to get too philosophical. Oh, Why gosh. is that, You think are we just we just it's a communicated world. I, mean, I we're think just so busy.
1: Yes, I think we are overloaded with information. Yeah. In this day and yeah. age, and you you have to remember, as a church leader, yeah. you are in a competition for people's attentions and time. Okay. And so— Unpack
0: that a little bit. I mean, I get it on the surface, but I want to hear you talk about it.
1: I think it really comes down to the fact that people are oversaturated with media today. Um, You know, we've got our phones right here next to us, and we're getting notifications constantly. Um, When breaking news happens, I see it on my phone first. Yeah. and there are, we're sitting here. <laughs> we're sitting here right now, Great and I just happens, got a right? text um, from one of my coworkers. Very good. So, and we,
0: hope the interview is going well. I right?
1: know <laughs> our attention spans right, right. today are just so yeah. short. I was at a um, a conference for communicators just recently, and yeah. I was listening to a very popular blogger talk about. How people today are skimmers, Mm -hmm. meaning they skim things that they read, and
0: that was how, by the way, I read my way through seminary. Right, skimming, skimming,
1: and skimming can get people into trouble. Yeah, because you miss important facts when you skim.
0: I'm going to honestly say so.
1: So, um, so as communicators, we're trying to break through the noise. Right. Right. Um, so, yeah, and so that's why it's so important to always repeat things that are really important.
0: And at the heart of what we're doing, we have the most important message there is. Oh, my
1: goodness, The message yes. of the gospel. Yes.
0: And I think sometimes it's a fight or flight. Like, do we? how much do we lean in? How much do we try to fight against the noise of the culture? How much do we stand back and go, well, the gospel speaks for itself, and so they should just come to us? I, I kind of see both sides of right. that spectrum. I see people that are willing to fight, that are willing to go— and even to some links that we would kind of look at and go, okay, you put a big basketball court in your church church, you know, that's communication, it right? Is, that's it is. trying to cut through the noise. Oh yeah,
1: it is. It's On the other side of the
0: spectrum, you have the people that kind of sit back and just go, well, you know, if they love Jesus, they'll show up at church Sunday. Right. Or they'll show up for this event, and then we kind of, you know, it's their fault if they don't, right. not ours, right? Right. What's the middle ground? I mean, like, I what's don't, the right I answer? Solve the problems of the world.
1: Oh, uh, I wish I could. Yeah. I think. I think as communicators, and I consider church yeah. church leaders are communicators. Yeah. As communicators, um, one of the best tools that we have, I think, are to tell stories. We talk a lot about using story to communicate mm-hmm. messages. Yeah. Um, and even though we are an oversaturated media culture, yeah. I think story still— Um, communicates with people and hits home with people. Um, So we have um, found—one of the things that my team does is Facts and Trends, Mm -hmm.
0: which is— Oh, by the way, award-winning Facts and Trends. Yes, award-winning Facts and
1: Trends. Thank you very much. Um, Which is specifically for pastors and church leaders. Um, You can find it at factsandtrends.net. So there's my little promo right you there. You can
0: promo away. <laughs> Factsandfriends.net. We'll put that in the um, show notes as well yes. for a link.
1: And we, we do a lot of very practical how-to um, articles on there. Um, for,
0: specifically for communication or just Well, in just general? in
1: general okay. about church ministry, okay. church practice, yeah. um, discipleship. Um, all different areas of ministry okay. within the church, but we also like to tell stories okay. of churches okay. um, that are, you know, impacting their communities with the gospel. And we have found that a lot of those stories that are, that are really storytelling right. articles, um, do very well okay. because people really like a good story.
0: They like to just jump in there. Yeah. Um, one of the things we say around Oxano is that testimony is the currency of transformation. Mm, yes.
1: So if we can
0: tell a story where it's right. a vehicle for transformation because we can illustrate
1: right. the
0: story in someone else's life. I know we we, we kind of plan to talk about this on, on one level. Mm-hmm. Those tragedies, those moments, mm. both good and bad, that happen in the community. Right. A lot of times, let's flip it back around to communications. Mm-hmm. You know, all of a sudden you get, uh, start getting calls. When, I remember when... Um, remember the Kony 2012, like kind of remember the guy in, in Northern Uganda, the African dictator who was oppressing. And some guy came out with this big oh. Kony K-O-N-Y. It was during the election season of 2012. And this was a big Kony 2012 thing. I was headed to Uganda that week. Oh, and wow. so a reporter called our church, interviewed our pastor. Cause we do a lot of work. We did the mm-hmm. church. I was out at, at the time, did a lot of work in, in Uganda. And I remember like, I'm, like is this a war zone? I'm stepping into, and the pastor, you know, had to get up and speak on camera from this kind of a seemingly random thing. Wow. The guy's been gone for years and was hundreds of miles away mm-hmm. from where we did ministry uh, in Jinja, Uganda. But yeah. still, like this this reporter, evidently did some research online and called, and so now the now the pastor has a microphone in his face, right? Yeah, exactly. You know, um, yeah. What, what happens there? Tell tell you because know, you deal with that all day every day. Oh right? yeah,
1: definitely so, um, that is a that is a great example, I think, um, of how church leaders can speak into national and even international conversations
0: intentionally or or accidentally. Uh, like, do we want to do that? Does that?
1: I think that if anybody is going to be speaking into national and international conversations, cultural inter- and cultural, cultural, political, co- even political, um, the church should be speaking into those things. Why? Because we have the truth.
0: All right, I'm with you. I'm okay. with you. I'm just. I'm, I'm not. I'm not arguing. <laughs> I'm just saying. You know, because I think the tendency Carol is like, let's lay low.
1: I know. Like because as
0: soon as that spotlight gets shined right. on us then all of a sudden the twitter trolls come out yeah. then all of a sudden the comments come out
1: well and i also think there's a little um distrust yeah. of the media yeah. today yeah um i have the privilege of working with um, our local reporters here in so you nashville you know a lot of
0: the local folks in I nashville i know a lot of
1: the local folks i also work with national um, reporters, a lot of the religion reporters yeah. um, that are still yeah. working for some of the major yeah. publications, yeah. Um, they're good people. They. I
0: are, think we villainize reporters. We do.
1: We often help, do. Give,
0: help give pastors some perspective. So, like, what should they be thinking about with those reporters? So
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna go at this from more of a local news reporter okay. angle because Perfect. most of your most of the people listening, they have local news reporters in their town. No, Print or Print. Print or, video, right. or um, it could be you know TV, mm-hmm. radio mm-hmm. reporters, um, local news reporters are trying to tell good stories, and they want to serve. They need to
0: sell air, right?
1: They need to sell air. Yeah. Um. They need to sell papers. Mm-hmm. And they're also there to serve their communities. They want to make sure that they're telling information to their communities that their communities need to know. So they're always looking for reliable sources or experts who can speak to a particular topic Um, or maybe somebody to just provide some commentary on— Some
0: background, some color, some perspective. Exactly.
1: And— Church leaders are great sources for local, local news reporters. Um,
0: because they have a perspective.
1: They do have a perspective. Because they may have
0: some expertise in an area.
1: Exactly. And church leaders know what what's going on in their communities. Yeah. So who else better than a church leader should be speaking into local community yeah, news? i trying to think
0: about, you know, who else <laughs> has, you know— whether it's a you know, whether it's a small community in a church of fifty or a large community in a church of five thousand. Yeah. I mean there's there's those those institutions, the church in those communities right. is really probably the largest regular gathering of right. community members.
1: Exactly. Yeah. So pastors, church leaders, they know what their people are thinking. They know what people in the community are thinking. Mm. So they're a great source of information for um, news reporters,
0: but that's intimidating, though, right?
1: It can be. I mean, y- you know. but here's the thing: if you have a relationship already with those reporters, they'll feel more comfortable coming to you, okay. and you'll feel more comfortable talking to them. So there is some, you know, relationship building that can yeah. be done on the front end before.
0: So if I'm a new pastor, let me just get practice. If I'm a new pastor, called the new city, should I call up the local news place and say, hey, listen, I'm the new guy. I don't know who covers churches and kind of does that, but I'd love to meet them and just say, you know, I'm glad to be here and see how I can serve you guys. Yeah,
1: definitely. That's a great way to do it. Does that ever happen? Would Would that blow somebody's mind? I would suggest starting by actually reading
0: Okay. The local
1: paper first. (laughs) Watching the local news. Yeah, watching the local news. Yeah. And starting to pick up who are the reporters that are um, reporting on either cultural events or that there might be somebody who is kind of the religion reporter um, on staff that— So
0: do some homework first. Do
1: some homework. just
0: make a random call. Read
1: their stories. If you read one of their stories and you think it's a good story, shoot them an email. Really, and say, "Hey, I saw the story that you wrote about the groundbreaking over yeah. at um,
0: First United Methodist. First
1: United yeah. Methodist Church. Thanks for covering the news in our city so yeah. well. Yeah. Um, so things like that. Share their stories on social media if you see a story that you mm-hmm. think, hey." This would be a good story for the people in my congregation to yeah. read, or people in our community need yeah. to read this. Share their stories on Twitter or Facebook. Um, and then you can reach out to them, invite them to coffee. Yeah. Say, hey, let's meet for coffee at the lo- local yeah. coffee shop. And just get to know them as a person. Ask them questions like, you know, how did you get into news reporting? Um what kind of stories do you love to write? Yeah. What are the stories that you really love to cover? Tell me about one of the most, you know, fascinating stories that yeah. you've ever covered in your your background.
0: I'll ask you that question and in a few minutes.
1: Let me tell you, reporters will love to tell you those types of stories. Yeah. I mean, they're storytellers, so they're yeah. going to tell you stories about the stories they've covered in the past. Um, and be prepared because they ask
0: really questions, good right? questions.
1: So you'll probably have one of the best yeah. conversations in your life um, if you have if you start these relationships with and the reporters. And the end of that
0: is the trust, right? The end of yes. that is
1: you're trying to develop trust. Yeah, both ways. Both ways.
0: So you can trust them when they come Definitely. for their story, and they can trust you in, in that way. Right. Have you seen a good example of that? Do you know? Um, Maybe it's not specific. Well,
1: I can give you um, just an example from our experience um, at Lifeway. We work very closely with the religion reporter at the Tennessean. Um, Her name is Holly Meyer. She's a great reporter. She does great work. Um, I often will share stories that she's written Mm -hmm. um, when I see it posted on Twitter or Facebook. Um, One of my colleagues, Aaron Earls is our media relations specialist. Okay. He right. has developed relationships with a lot of religion reporters around the country. Um, we send out news releases almost weekly right. about LifeWay yeah. things,
0: stuff that's happening,
1: stuff that's happening. Um, stuff
0: is a—it's actually a.
1: Lots pretty, of things.
0: Pretty uh, <laughs> pretty uh, technical word in your yeah, in your world. Exactly. Stuff that's happening.
1: Lots of yeah. news breaking. Yeah. Um, lots of events. Uh, one of the areas that we are always doing releases on is LifeWay Research. Yeah. Okay. So, our LifeWay Research team has wonderful research, mm-hmm. and we have become one of the go-to sources for I've religion yeah. research yeah. Uh, or just cultural yeah. research. Yeah. Yeah. And so—
0: I mean, you guys are just pounding Barna right now.
1: Just oh, yeah. killing Barna. Killing. pew. I mean, right. Pff, oh, yeah.
0: We don't need those people. We got—
1: But we have reporters that will yeah. call us yeah, and ask, hey, I'm working on a story about yeah. mental health. Yeah. Do you mm-hmm. have any research about mental health in the church? Um, and often we'll say, well— As a matter of fact, we do have research on that. And so we can send them that information. Um, We also try to give them resources, other resources besides life care research. If we don't have research on something, we try to help them find research that will help their stories, but right. also is research that we know is trustworthy yeah. research.
0: So we also
1: give them um, experts right. to call. Well, that's what They'll I was often say. call us yeah. and say, hey, I'm doing a story on this particular topic. Who would be a good person for us to talk to? And we'll often suggest people here at yeah. Lifeway, if we don't have someone that can speak to that p- particular topic, we'll suggest pastors and church leaders around the nation that they they can talk to. Because we want biblical, trustworthy Mm -hmm. information to be communicated. And if we can help them have trustworthy information in their articles, we're helping to impact the culture that way.
0: And I think the application on the local church level is, hey, if I don't have the answer as a pastor, who do I know that does? In my exactly. congregation, yes. a leader I know, someone I know as a believer who I can connect with this reporter, so that they don't just get a perspective, but they get a, a believer's perspective. Right. Maybe even more powerfully from someone who's not, quote unquote, paid to be a believer, but right. there's somebody, you know, in the community. I'm just trying to think about yeah. how does a pastor apply that, you know, without the great resources at hand, Yeah. you know. That's really good. Yeah. That's really
1: good. So let's get some like yeah. some practical practical tips here. Love it. Okay. So one of the things you need to do is keep your website up to date with contact information. So a lot of times a reporter <laughs> will go on a church's website to A, look and see, you know, who's the pastor of the church. Right,
0: right.
1: What's his name? What's his title? What's his phone number? Email. Because they want a way yeah. to contact. People at the church. So I have a friend who's a reporter, and one of his biggest pet peeves is churches not having phone numbers on their website, and not having an actual person answer a phone when he calls. Really? Yes. It's one of his.
0: He's I can't a- imagine not having a phone number. I can see because I've called into a church before, yeah. and it's like press one for the directory, right? And like,
1: exactly, know. and that's okay,
0: yeah. but. You but know, you're saying, like, have somebody that can answer, that can talk.
1: Right, exactly. And, I, I think and it's
0: for other people, not reporters who are calling too. That's pretty important. Like, somebody yeah. has a, a need for exactly. person. Exactly.
1: And if you're the pastor and you don't feel comfortable being that spokesperson, yeah. Yeah. Um, designate somebody on your staff or designate somebody in your church that yeah. maybe has yeah. those skills and let them be kind of the communic- designated communications person. Um, for their church just make sure that their contact yeah. information is read- readily so available. So, the
0: contact information on the mm-hmm. website. What else yep. can we do to make sure we're great partners and we're good resources for
1: Um so, when a reporter calls,
0: When a reporter calls. Is that the name of your book? No. By it's the not. way, When a reporter calls. <laughs> when a
1: reporter calls or emails. Yeah. Um don't freak out.
0: Okay. It's not necessarily negative.
1: It's not necessarily negative. Right. It could be that they're just looking for information that will help fill out yeah. Yeah. their article. Um, it's good to be able to go ahead and respond to them as quickly as you can. So if— There's no
0: okay and okay answer. I, don't, yeah. I prefer not to—
1: I think I think that's fine. I don't know is always a good answer. Yeah. If you don't know the answer to a question they're asking, I don't know. But you know what? Let me see if I can find that out for you. Yeah. Or let me point you to somebody who would be a better person to answer that question. But let's say that it's specifically about your church yeah. and you need a little bit of time. I, a lot of times reporters will email first. Yeah. Um, a lot is being done digitally now. Um, in the world of communication. Yeah. Um, so one of the first things I do when I get an email from a reporter, if I don't know the answer right away, yeah. I'll respond to them and say, hey, got your email. I'll be glad to find that information for you. Um, I don't have it right at my fingertips. i the need a little bit of time to get it. Yeah. What's your deadline? Always ask what their deadline is because reporters work on yeah, deadline. Yeah, you know,
0: and why that, is that important? I mean, I, I because get it so you practically. I
1: mean, you want to help them. Yeah, I mean, because they're being told by their editor, yeah. you've got to have this story by yeah. five o'clock on yeah. Thursday. Whatever, or in an hour, or in an hour, something get like that. On the, yeah. Exactly. So find out what their deadline is. And then usually they'll give you, oh, well, my deadline is really either end of the day, yeah. tomorrow at 2, whatever it is. Um, and then that gives you a little bit of time, and and you know what you're striving for. And then do your best to hit their deadline. Um, that'll really help them out. And it makes you a source that they'll go back to right. again and again.
0: And there may be the moment then, may not be those earlier Things, but there may be the moment when there is a tragedy and yes. national moment, and man, there's you have the opportunity to speak the gospel truth and be broadcast in print or on video, and because they trust you, exactly, because you've been you've in a developed relationship, this
1: relationship with them, they know that you are going to be one of those people that will answer their questions. You'll be yeah, truthful, yeah. honest with them.
0: They may give you an opportunity to share more or speak more than they were. Yes, would. exactly. Someone who just wants to come in and blast a message. Right.
1: right. And it could be about something that's not necessarily happening in your community. Yeah. For instance, you were talking about a situation where it was something happening, happening international. Yeah, yeah. But a reporter knew. Like the fire
0: you know, the fire recently, the fire oh, with Notre oh, Dame. Oh, yeah, right? exactly. Exactly. Like,
1: I have a friend who lives in Paris, and so we wanted to do a story about mm. that on Facts and Trends. So I sent her a message through Facebook and said, hey, give me kind of your response to what's yeah. happening yeah. over there. So it's very normal for a reporter to want to— like your local news reporter, if something's happening, let's say the fire in at Notre Dame, mm-hmm. um, might want to call the local pastor— in their community, yeah. because they're always looking for a local angle. You're in Murfreesboro,
0: Tennessee, yes. you know, and you want the local angle right. in this international story. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Um, so they may call a pastor and say, hey, why, why are church buildings, yeah. church facilities so important to people? Because there is— a um yeah. a special affinity for church buildings.
0: Yeah. There's a there's a there's a strong yes. connection. Just try to paint the walls or change the carpet in some, right?
1: Exactly. Um
0: and that gives it that gives that pastor the chance to say, "Man, I know that. We see that, but you know what? At the core, the church is not a building. It's a group of people right. gathered around the gospel." And there's a moment there yes. where they can speak the truth
1: exactly. because they
0: trust them and because Ex- that and there's, there's a drip. There's a gospel yep. drip right yep. there in the community.
1: Exactly. That's
0: huge. I think yeah. that's a huge breakthrough moment for pastors it to is. see that cultivating those relationships, being responsive to those relationships, mm. being empathetic to the reporters and what they're looking for and really knowing them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, it is, it's, just, it's just another way to build a relationship to share the gospel. You're yeah. just thinking about it through not one-on-one, but through a group of people. Yeah, definitely. That's great. Yeah. Um, man, I just, I feel like that for me is a new way to approach, okay, what happens when the reporter calls, mm-hmm. and why maybe should you go be proactive and not just wait for that to right. happen? What about just church, shifting gears a little bit, church mm-hmm. communication in general? Are there any, are there any just best practices you see? I mean, I know we talked about, you know, speak to the audience, know mm-hmm. the audiences, think about the media and the message right. and where that's going, uh, you know, the pastor, you know, sometimes we don't think about the, the we think about the sermonic communication skills, mm-hmm. but not the, you know, I don't know if there's another word that makes me sound smart, but I don't have it right here. <laughs> the, um, you know, the the kind of the cultural communication skills there. Is there mm-hmm. anything else that, you know, you would say to a pastor, you know, when it comes to church communication, don't forget or don't miss this.
1: Communicate early and often.
0: Communicate early and often. Okay. Yes. And location, location, location. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. And Why? What, what do you mean? Be, by that?
1: be consistent. Also, be consistent with your yeah. message, yeah. and don't be afraid to repeat yourself. I think we talked about that earlier, mm-hmm. but I'm going to repeat myself yeah. and say,
0: I'm tired of hearing it. <laughs> no, I got gotcha.
1: It's okay yeah. Yeah. to repeat messages in different. Even
0: if it feels weird.
1: Even if it feels weird. Because there will always be that one person. After you've communicated something maybe 20 times, there's always that, well, I didn't know we were having a bake sale at the <laughs> church this morning, you
0: know. <laughs> and then that's when you really get to see your walk with Christ shine, right? Yeah. That's when you get to see that, do I really believe what I say I believe? Right. I want to hit this. Um, um. You said communicate early and often. It made mm-hmm. me kind of think about um, a little bit of a tendency sometimes as leaders to— uh, be responsive more than proactive to mm-hmm. maybe if we don't say anything mm-hmm. it'll pass maybe we can get away with not having to have the hard conversation right. or, or say the tough thing you're you're kind of I kind of hear you say hey get ahead of it
1: yes like we call lead, it, lead it we call it leading the narrative
0: le- I almost said that and I yes. don't have a clue what I'm talking about yeah it's
1: called so le- lead leading the narrative. the narrative
0: tell me about leading because
1: the narrative because if you don't communicate what's happening, other people will tell your story for you. If you don't tell your story, if you don't say where you're going as a church, if you don't—if something happens and you don't get out there and tell it yourself, somebody else will tell it for you. Whether it's somebody else in the congregation who maybe doesn't have the whole story or has some misinformation— People will fill in the communication gaps if you're not doing it, someone else will.
0: And so, why? So, how do we do that well? Like, do you just its just you be ready. You, you just you're
1: ready. Be and bold, if you if, if you know something's coming coming, go ahead and start communicating it. Yeah. Now yeah. there are there are always timing issues. Yeah. Um, you know, you don't want to get too far ahead of something if you really don't have everything yeah. ready. You don't have all your ducks in a row, um, but yeah, communicate early and often. I think
0: we we tend to go. I tend to go when you say that to those to the negative moments. Mm-hmm. I remember sitting down with a church team. I was coming on site to do a visit. Uh, we were gonna, we had a whole day planned to do some of the vision clarity work we do, and it was a Monday. And I got there, and the pastor was. He said, "I need you to come to my office," and I I did a couple hours early, and he said, "Hey, listen." Our student pastor, our children's pastor just found out well, yesterday they've been having an affair. Um, and I said, OK, well, uh, you know, let's let's call the team. Tell them we're not meeting. Let's go up and find a whiteboard. And let's just, you know. And so one of the things that came up was uh, in, in in this context, there was a group of lay leaders that helped mm-hmm. walk alongside. And those lay leaders were coming in to meet that evening. And uh, and one of the things I, I was just kind of talking to them and saying, hey, listen, I, I really think. You don't need to be salacious but you need to be honest. Yes. You need to be up front, you need to be right. forthright. Yes. You don't need to, you know, go into the details but you but people need to know what's happening because I think sometimes we can in the name of protecting somebody yes shove something under the rug right. and cause much bigger problems down the road. Right. And they and right. they they did that's what happened. They didn't yeah. they didn't speak honestly
1: mm-hmm.
0: and fully. They don't again, you don't have to be detailed right. but and, and because it addressed it, people filled in the gaps. Right. Oh, you didn't like this. You now, this other problem over here and some of those things. And it really, I mean, sideways energy for months. Yes. As a result of something And
1: gossip like will run wild if there's yeah. not truth. Yeah. And that,
0: you see that play out. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. oh, that's yeah. typical um, what happens there. Any other thought, any other stories there of just kind of somebody that did it well? Or you can, you know. I,
1: um. There was a church recently that had, you know, a lot of churches right now. Um, and the Southern Baptist Convention also is dealing with the whole um, Me Too movement, yeah, church yeah, to yeah, sex abuse scandals. Yeah, yeah. Um, I saw a church recently where they had to communicate about a situation yeah, at their yeah. church, and it. I thought that they did a really great way of handling um, the communication. It what looked, did they
0: do in general? Don't be specific. Okay. What did they do in general that you thought, man, they did this well?
1: Um, they had pretty much kind of a town hall meeting mm-hmm. with all— So it was a face-to-face moment. It was a face-to-face moment. Good. They specifically had it for parents of children mm-hmm. because it
0: was— Affected in the ministry. Affected
1: right. in the ministry. And so they had that face-to-face meeting, and then in addition to that, they had some FAQs that they put up on their website Mm. that answered a lot of—
0: Some of the most basic questions. Some of the
1: most basic questions. You know, here's what happened— um, some of the timing issues. Here's
0: what we know. Here's what we know. Here's what we don't know. Here's what we don't know. Yeah, here's good. what
1: we're doing mm. to make sure that your children are yeah. protected. Here are the policies that we have in place. Um, here's how we're working with the authorities. Yeah. So they really did a great job of laying everything out. Um, they were honest. They yeah. were transparent. Um
0: The tendency to not do that is because we're afraid if we put too much information out, that may blow back on us or create more.
1: Right. It may create fear of people wanting to, you know, come to our church. Yeah. But it's better to have that information out there than to people to come to your church and find out later that this is happening. And, hey, why weren't you upfront and honest um, with us And maybe in
0: how you communicate, you can build trust that exceeds beyond what may be lost exactly. in those moments. Yeah. That's that's a good word.
1: And it speaks to the entire community. It, it even speaks to the nation mm-hmm. when they see a church doing something like that well. Yeah.
0: Is there a resource they can go to? Is there—because, is there, you know, I think the legal things that come up and mm-hmm. some of that, it, is, there, is there a resource nationally, or would you recommend kind of, hey, find somebody in your congregation who's— an attorney, you know, make yes. sure they read those things first. Don't so, just kind of fire some FAQs yeah, up, yeah. right?
1: Definitely, um, I would—there's a um, company called Ministry Safe.
0: Ministry Safe.
1: Ministry Safe, and they can help your church walk through um, a situation like that um, and help you with best practices and even help you with um, how you communicate that. I would also—another great source— um, for churches, your local association or your state convention has resources and communications help yeah. um, in situations like that. Yeah. Um. I have
0: pastor to pastor. I mean, I don't think there's enough of that, right? right. Just like, hey, right. listen, there's another pastor probably somewhere else who's yeah. been through it.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, you know. J.D. Greer's church, Summit Church, Mm -hmm. they have been very forthcoming about all the policies and procedures that they have to help protect their church from um, abuse situations. And they have put all that out there and it's available for churches to go and find. um, Because, you know, one of the best things that we can do is set up, put practices in place that protect people from being hurt. Yeah. Um. Before you ever get into that situation where you're in crisis, and um, communications communi- is
0: the front line of that, right? Yeah. I mean, and just communicating well. Yeah. And, and you know, that's- definitely.
1: Um, Ministry Grid here at yeah. Lifeway, they have a whole session that's free on Ministry Grid about um church security, um, how to make sure that your kids' ministry area is safe. Um, so that's available on Ministry Grid. Um, and I know that there are some other resources yeah. that are actually being worked on right now that should be out this summer. It's a great tool, summer. too, because yeah. it's,
0: it's it covers all kind of medium. There's there's videos. There's, there's right. content there.
1: Exactly. Um,
0: that's, a, that's a great resource. Is there any story that just comes to mind? Church communications, gone off the wheels, nightmare story. I mean, I know uh, we don't want to throw anybody under the bus, but we do want to kind of get a laugh at somebody's expense. I'm just
1: kidding. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't know no, that I no, have no. any of
0: those.
1: Carol, you— know. Um, i We have a um, this sort of communications, I guess you could say. We've got an article on factsandtrends, um, net that we posted last year, and I think we're going to re-up it yeah. this year, that was um, church Easter program fails. Nice. And so videos of, um, nice. you know— pastors who maybe are using a coffin as a a visual lesson and getting in the coffin and then not they being able stuck. to getting not being able to get out so I got to
0: tell you if I was a staff person at that church um I would not run to the rescue I would watch to see what what's going to yeah. happen next
1: The empty tomb catching on fire I saw
0: that one Yes like Jesus comes out like and yes. it's was like Jesus is is the Jesus in this in this thing is like right playing it off like this is what's supposed to happen yeah, and then there's there's exactly. people swarming around them and they're hey, like you know that guy I didn't was, know that was a part of the story that guy
1: was an ultimate performer because he you no. know go on with the show that's what they say so I missed no that matter the angel happens. was on
0: fire but evidently that was hey listen thanks for sharing some really good stuff I, I think. And again, that's another yep. communications technical term, stuff.
1: Stuff. Uh,
0: just really, you know.
1: Information. The
0: depth. There, that's a good Communications one. That's, that's information. Better. You're so better with words. Um, <laughs> I do ask three questions to every podcast guest. Oh, kind of boy. to bring it home. Okay. What's one daily or regular habit you practice that keeps you close to the heart of God? Re- Other than reading your Bible and praying.
1: Oh, that's what I, w- I was gonna say, reading my Bible. But um because I do think that is yeah. so, so important. And there was a season in my life where I wasn't doing that mm-hmm. regularly. And when I'm in, now that I yeah. am really yeah. doing that and have been doing that for um, consistently um, for a while now, it, it's just so, yeah. so important. Um, but one thing that I have been doing really just within the past year is every morning when I wake up, I think to myself, I'm surrendering to you mm. today, God. Mm. Thank you for this day. Thank you for a new day. Yeah, and I'm giving you this day. Um, what's that?
0: What's that meant to you, or what's that? What's the impact that's had?
1: It's just helped drive home the fact that following Christ is a daily decision. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. I couldn't tell you what it was or what I if I heard somebody yeah. say that I don't know but I just know for at least the past year maybe more yeah um, I have been doing that every morning and I recently I'm gonna tell another story I recently got to hear an interview with Andrew Brunson okay Pastor Andrew yeah. Brunson um, who was in jail in Turkey for oh goodness what? Two years, 18 months, something like that. And he talked about the fact that he got to the point where, you know, he'd read stories about people being put in jail yeah, for their yeah, faith yeah. and how they had joy.
0: He used it as a youth group illustration all the right. time. Right.
1: And he said he didn't feel anything.
0: It wasn't like Paul and Philippians. It wasn't. Like, yeah, thinking He's, joyfully. He
1: said that, you know, he wondered where God was. Mm-hmm. And so he had to. Make a willful decision every day. I choose to follow God and put my trust in him. And he said that it would take him some days, every day, all day long. He would struggle with that until the end of the night. He would realize he would have some peace. But he said the next morning he had to do the very same thing over again. Because he
0: woke up in jail again.
1: Yes. And so that is what each and every one of us has to do every day. We have to say, I choose to follow Christ.
0: Even as a pastor, even as a church leader, I think. Yeah. Sometimes even more so. Oh, yeah. Sometimes those church leaders feel like uh, I'm in prison again today, right?
1: Oh, yeah. Mm. But I I choose to follow Christ today. That's
0: good. That's good. Question two. Okay. If you can go back to your first year of ministry and tell yourself one thing. So go back to go back to that first year. Okay. What would it be?
1: Oh gosh. Um be more assertive.
0: Okay. Why?
1: Uh, um, well, I mean, I'm thinking back to the first year that I worked at on Mission Magazine. Yeah, so that but, was kind of Was that
0: with Nam? That was with Nam. Okay.
1: So I was Oh, goodness. I didn't know what I was doing. I had a lot of schooling.
0: A lot of theory.
1: Um, A lot of theory. Um, But I had gone to school for journalism Mm -hmm. and a concentration in public relations. Right. I was now being thrust in the world of magazine publishing. And I had taken one magazine article writing class in college. I didn't know anything about putting a magazine together.
0: Yeah.
1: Um fortunately I had a great editor okay. and she taught me a lot.
0: What was the assertiveness piece of that for you?
1: Um I think being able to just people ask me to do things, yeah. be a little bit more assertive, push back, um on things, even in interviews. Yeah. I think being, when I was interviewing yeah. subjects, I was probably a little too easy Is that
0: personality? Is yes. that gender? Oh, Is it's, that. It's I probably
1: mean, more my yeah. personality because okay. I am somebody who yeah. I do not like conflict. Right, right. I'm a peacemaker. I right. want everybody right, right. to feel good. So we all get along. And get so, yeah. along. And, you know, if, if there's something going on where there's conflict, I just want to make it all right. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I'll do whatever I can to make it right. So I'm usually a,
0: I'm the one instigating.
1: I'm a bit of a people pleaser, okay. <laughs> you know. I grew up the middle child. Okay. And so So birth
0: order too, right? Yeah, I mean, birth order,
1: that. all that sort That's of stuff. Good. So
0: So be more assertive. Don't be afraid to let your voice be heard. Don't yes, be afraid to lean in. Exactly. Don't be afraid to challenge. Don't be yes. afraid to make someone uncomfortable. Yes.
1: I came along in my career way before Sheryl Sandberg wrote Lean In.
0: Okay.
1: Um so, yeah. yeah. So, I didn't learn that <laughs> right away. I
0: love it. That's great. I think it's there's somebody career. out there that's like, I okay, that's their encouragement I needed. Yeah. Um, is there a book you consistently recommend or give as a gift? Question yes, three.
1: I actually brought them with me. I know. You
0: actually have them physically in front of you.
1: And these are not spiritual books at all. <sighs> um, I
0: don't know what I'm going to do. I
1: know. So, these are two writing books. And when I have um, young writers, mm-hmm. Um, who come—we often have an intern who works right. in the summer with us, which I love um, working with young writers. Or if there's—somebody comes to me that's a right. a new writer, I always recommend these two books. So, The Elements of Style by Strunk and White, which is a classic. classic. Um, Didn't really
0: know it had a basset hound on the front.
1: <laughs> this is the special illustrated version. Oh, so, they've
0: got a pictures version?
1: Yes. This is, I need to find that. It's really—
0: I need to find the picture. lovely
1: illustrations. Um, you can go on Amazon. I'll put a link. I'll can put a we link. say that? Can we say Amazon on here?
0: I, I don't know that. I want to be heard <laughs> saying know. that word in this building, but uh, um, I'll put a link where people can find it. How about that? Right,
1: exactly. So, the Elements of Style is a great book for yeah. anybody doing any type of writing. That's a great book, yeah. and then William Zinser's on Writing Well, yeah. which is also a classic. Why is
0: that one? On writing well for you, because I think elements of style, most of us have all seen or heard that one.
1: Yeah, this it's just got really good basics and even examples of good writing in here. And pastors need to write. What do you mean? I mean, I mean,
0: we're 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 kind of there's got, another track here. I know here, you've but, got
1: so much stuff. Yeah, I yeah. know you do. Um, And it's not necessarily—I'm not saying, like, every pastor has to have a blog or something like that. I don't think that's it.
0: And more than writing sermons, though? Yeah.
1: I think even just how you write an email can Mm -hmm. be an art.
0: Like putting more effort into it than just—
1: Yeah.
0: Like even putting an address in there, like, hey, Carol, Mm -hmm. comma. Yes, exactly. Versus just kind of lowercase, first letters, lowercase, (laughs) answering what you said. Exactly. and
1: And grammar is good.
0: Why did you look at me like that when you said that? I don't know. I struggle with grammar. No. Um I love that. So on yeah. writing well,
1: mm-hmm.
0: elements of style. Yep. And pastors write. Write. Yeah. Find a va- find an outlet. Find some way yeah. to write beyond just writing a sermon.
1: Right. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be a second career even. Yeah. Write a column, an occasional column for your local paper.
0: Help those reporters out.
1: Exactly. They're always looking yeah. for good content. Full circle.
0: So, yeah. Carol Pipes, thanks for hanging out on My Ministry Breakthrough. It's been fun. This
1: has been very fun. It's been huge. Yeah.
0: Thank you for listening to My Ministry Breakthrough from the Oxano Podcast Network. You can head over to myministrybreakthrough.com to join the conversation and access our show notes, including the books or other resources mentioned in this episode. If you enjoy hearing these stories of Ministry breakthrough. We would be honored if you would subscribe, rate, and even leave a review on iTunes or your preferred podcast provider. Thanks again for listening.